0: Hey, it's Marisa, and you're listening to Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code heard that 15 that's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-15, when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothing, C-O.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books. If we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romain who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, heardthat one at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine. Dot com today. I am so beyond excited to have this guest on the podcast with me today. She is a mother. She is a warrior. Uh, her and I go back many years. Uh, she is, I, 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 in my eyes, she's just a, a truth teller. She will tell it like it is. Uh, even at her young age when we were young kids, and she still looks amazingly young to this day now, but <laughs> she is a phenomenal woman, uh, a mother of two, a traveler, uh, a thrill seeker. I am so beyond excited to have Brie Michelle on the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast today.
1: How are you, Brie? I am good. I'm even better now that I'm here with you. I feel so honored. Yay. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm so honored that you said yes, and I'm so glad yeah. you're here because uh, talking to you and, and Bree and I, like I said uh, to the list, the listeners that you know are listening right now. Brie and I go back a long, long, way long, back. long time, way back. And uh, I tell you what, she is an absolute thrill seeker. Loves to travel. Uh, her story is absolutely incredible. Uh, So let's just dive right into it. Brie, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, and then uh, we'll dive into some amazing things that we're going to conversate today.
1: Okay. Yes. My God. Where do I start? Um, (laughs) Well, I guess I'll start with, you know, I think a lot of people know that I left the United States, moved out of the country a couple of years ago, three, maybe three, moving on four years ago. Um, And it was actually right after my divorce. I got married really young. I was married for about 15 years, have two beautiful kids and, you know, life just started to change and I wanted to go in a different direction after my divorce. And I really just, I've always wanted to travel. Um, And after my divorce, I was like, you know what, now's the time for me to figure out what my best life looks like. What do I want to do? You know, like I did the mom, the wife, the stay at home wife, all that stuff for so many years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn it, what you want? what, what, what did, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to learn Spanish. I want my kids to know Spanish. Um, Donald Trump had just won the election. So I was just really, you know, I just felt really some kind of way about that in our country. And I was like, you know what, let's just do it. And mm-hmm. so I started researching, I closed one of my businesses and I decided on Oaxaca, Mexico, um, on a beautiful little Montessori school there for my kids. And I had known about Oaxaca for quite a while um, because of the culinary scene and their cultural scene and so we just up and went and we were there a little less than a year about eight months um, and that was the most magnificent experience um god probably of my adult life um and so that's where it started we were there then from there we moved to DR the Dominican Republic continuing our Spanish Latin learning journey um and it's been a wild ride it's been a fun exciting wild ride and I think I messaged you like my kids are so lucky, you know, that I decided to take them with me, you know, because, you know, I know the culture ride. for them. I know that they have learned yes. a lot,
0: uh, yes. you know, seeing something outside of the United yes. States and picking yes. up on that vibe, um, yes. you know, and you following your journey. I just thought that it was so amazing. It was more than just the photos that you posted. You know, it it was, it was a, like I said, a vibe, it was a culture, it was a learning path. It was something for your kids experience and for you to experience your time there. uh, When you left the United States, what did you, what what was your takeaway? What did you learn from that? Because like you said, you are a thrill seeker and everything, but you did Mm -hmm. such extensive research on where you wanted to move. Yeah. And once you moved. You know, what, what, what was your vibe? What was your takeaway from everything that uh, you picked up there once you moved?
1: So in Oaxaca, it was interesting because we had just left the country. It was both of our, all of our first experience really outside of the country for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And the Mexican culture is a lot different than the Dominican culture. And so when I think back to our time in Oaxaca, it was very much like, um, we were tourists. It was, it was very much like we were tourists that so we were soaking in the culture, but it was very clear that we were outsiders and we were tourists. And mm-hmm. so that was like an extended vacation, if you will, along yeah. with the challenges of the language and not really, you know, take it. We didn't understand the language. And so that was a set of challenges challenges that was character building, you know, if you will, but really and truly the real cultural shift took place when we got to DR. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think the reason for that is because we were no longer tourists because we look just like them. And that's one of the reasons that I absolutely love it there. And that will always be our second home, maybe first home, um, because we look just like them, you know. And so the only way people know that we're not Dominican, well, they think my kids are because my kids speak perfect Spanish now. But the only way they know I'm not Dominican is when I start speaking English and my Spanish was limited. Mm -hmm. And so that was really interesting to be embraced by a completely different culture, but accepted as if you were them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that was very different coming from the United States because we don't really roll like that over here. You know, it's like it's them, it's us, it's classist, it's race, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all these different things. Mm -hmm. So I think that was probably the the first takeaway. Um, And I will forever be grateful for that. And then in addition to that, the longer we were there the more we began to immerse ourselves in the very true local culture, right? Mm -hmm. The local people who don't have a whole lot, you know, because there it is, there's the them and there's the us, there's the tourists or the people, the expats who live there, you know, they live in their nice villas and then there's the local people, you know, and my children went to school um, at a nonprofit. So there were a lot of local children, but then there were also quite a few, um, expats such as ourselves. And so that was an absolutely beautiful experience for them and for us. And so we just began to take much more to the local people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we began to really immerse ourselves in that culture and really seeing the love and the the joy and the acceptance that we experienced with people who may not have even had running water two out of the seven days, you know, yeah. I mean, some of my kids' closest friends, we would go there, you know, to go to the bathroom. I can remember we'd go there and go to the bathroom and, um, sometimes the water would be running and sometimes the water wouldn't be running. And so I remember the first time I went in there, I needed to use the restroom and I tried to flush the toilet and the toilet wouldn't flush. And I'm like, wow. okay, what do I do? And then I saw this big tub of water. And so I'm like, okay, am I supposed to, I thought I remembered one of the kids putting water in the toilet. And so I'm like, okay, am I supposed to use this water to make the, to-? because I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to be disrespectful. I didn't want yeah. them to feel some kind of well. But then I also didn't want to be pee in the toilet. You know what I mean? So I'm like, God, what do I do? Ah, you know, and so I remember that. And that was really interesting because these people, you know, you wouldn't, the way that they treat you, you wouldn't know that that was their, their living arrangements. You know what I mean? Every single time I go there, do you want coffee? Do you want dinner? Do you want this? And so that I think for me and for my kids very quickly, we learned what's important in life, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not the latest Jordans, it's not the biggest house, you know, like my son will tell you in a minute, you know, well, it's not really all the toys and stuff that you have, you know, love is important, you know, that's what's important, you know, that's kindness, right. and, and 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 how much love is in the house, you know, it's not a matter of how big the house is, but how much love is in the house, you know, because we had to have those conversations when We were living in our nice villa with a big pool when we first got there. And then we would go to their friend's house and they'd be asking questions like, what the hell is this? You know, when we first got there. And so but by the time we left, girl, you couldn't tell the difference between my kids and them kids. You know, and that was it was important to me. That Mm -hmm. that was important to me. Um, So I can't wait till we get back. But I'd say that that's probably the primary difference is learning to live with so little Mm -hmm. but still having so much joy. Because in America, you know, we equate happiness and joy to the amount of material things that we have. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want that for my kids, even before we left the country. I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to raise them that way. And so I think that that was really brought home during our time um, in DR.
0: And, and your kids are how old now?
1: Bailey's is eight, and Lila will be six um, at the end of this month.
0: Oh, my goodness. That, that's yeah. such a... That's so important to instill what really matters into yeah. kids now more than ever, yeah. especially yeah. during this, this time where it's just a lot of yes. uh, people that are you know, uncertain if their kid's gonna finish the year in school, in yeah. school or at home. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. that is amazing that your son sees what really matters, like joy, yeah. the love, you know, the appreciation yeah. of the now you yes. know, instead of material yes. things, because I mean, you can't take material things with you when you leave with this it. earth, but That's you can right. build a legacy. Yeah. You know, while you're here and leave it for the next generation behind. Absolutely. So what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal for, for the Thank two young you. ones. Uh, did your kids get interested in any kind of sports or anything like that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lila, she's, She's like a dancer. Like, she's Mm -hmm. my artist. She's my little artista, you know? So she just wants to dance and sing. And so that's her thing. And, you know, Latin culture, I mean, you know, that's all they, you know, you play, they play music from eight o'clock in the morning, you know? down the street and she just break it out you know um I mean it don't matter you may be twerking and all kinds of stuff I'm like okay Lila don't let your dad see you do that you know you probably ain't gonna be too pleased right. um yeah. <laughs> you know but I'm like whatever honey and that's the other thing that I absolutely love about the Dominican culture is it's a lot more open it's a lot more free mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's it's not so judgmental so that I'll also be forever grateful both for me and for my kids honestly yeah. um but as far as the sports Bailey my son Yes, he's into surfing, um, baseball, mm-hmm. soccer, um, and he did those, you know, they have those every day or every other day, you know, just like here in the States, you know, they have their, he would go to surfing in the morning or the summer camp, and then he would have baseball in three days, and then soccer in two days, mm-hmm. um, so same thing, and it's interesting, and this may be a nice little segue, but it's interesting because I, you know, constantly and consistently tried to introduce Bailey my son to to different sports right other than just football because football isn't his family you know his dad was a professional football player Mm -hmm. his older brother you know is is probably going to play in the NFL you know he's like in the top I don't know I don't want to misspeak but the top 20 30 definitely top 50 recruits um in the nation you know when he was coming out and so that's what they do you know that's what the Williams blood you know that's what they do um, and so that was a really difficult decision for me to kind of try to veer him kind of in another direction other than, you know, traditional football. So that's still a, a challenge. Um, yeah.
0: He still does he yeah. still have that's what,
1: it's such a good uh,
0: segue, like you said, to go into the next part, which you and I, before, you know, jumping on this broadcast, we had talked about, yeah. um, you know, and how popular football is and how the yeah. pandemic has changed everything, changed schedules. Uh, you know how the powers that be over the NBA and uh, the yeah. college sports and, and soccer and baseball—we've mm-hmm. seen a whole different kind of shift, if you will, not just in schedules, but who's really taken those steps to protect the players. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, we've seen a phenomenal job with the NBA, and yeah. now one yes. positive case broke out. Whereas you saw, you know, in in baseball. In the beginning, some of them had to, you know, cancel several games because of the positive uh, COVID uh, effects yeah. taking place. And then uh, in the NFL, we're seeing that now. Uh, with mm. your son Bailey, this is a two-parter. Um, is he still interested in football? Mm-hmm. And because of the ramifications, and we're going to go into, you know, talking about CTE. Mm-hmm. Um, does he understand? You know, okay, mom. Why don't you want me to play football? This is what I want to pursue. I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. They're going to make sure I'm okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. What kind of what was that conversation like to say, you know, you have all these other options. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want you to play football.
1: Yeah. So the answer to the initial question is, does he want to play football? Does he have the desire? Yes. And I think that desire will always be present because of his father and then because of his older brother. And I think because his father, he doesn't live in the same home as his father, you know, you have the added element of the fantasy factor, right? Um, Because when his father and I were still together, you know, I kind of told Roosevelt, I was like, you know, I really don't want him to play football. It's gonna be really difficult because you're a football coach, you know, but I don't want him to play until he gets older. And you know, his dad, he was like, yeah, yeah, I understand. I don't really want him to play either. I don't really want to play either. But that was when he was like two and three. You know right. what I mean? We couldn't even play. Right. Um, but to the first question, yes, he does still express interest in playing football. Definitely. Mm. Um, and he's been really good from a really young age, too. Which also kind of sucks in the sense of, you know, not cultivating it like, you know, some of those people do. Um, so, yes, he wants to play. The conversation is an ongoing <laughs> conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, because it started out, you know, I don't know, what is he, eight now? It started out about three years ago, about three years ago, you know, of why I don't want him to play And, you know, we talk about the brain injuries and we have the conversations about, you know, the men that, you know, have become violent or, you know, just different situations that have come up in the news or in a sports meeting, you know, that become violent Um, or, you know, looking at the different brains of the different players, a normal brain versus one that has a DT. So, you know, just having the honest conversation, a level he can understand. Mm -hmm. And then I explained to him, you know, what happens to the brain and how it, you know, goes around and it's not created to do that. You know, I gave him the analogy from the movie, the concussion movie, how, the doctor was saying, you know, that whatever that animal is that hits head to head, you know, and how the skull of that animal yeah. looks, the ram looks significantly different, you know, compared to a human um, uh, skull, but, you know, the impacts on it. So, you know, we We talked about that. We still talk about it. So he understands why. But my parenting style is also very liberal in that every single decision that they're able to make, I allow them to make, mm-hmm. um, you know, for example, they can wear, they've worn mitch shoes when they were however old, you know, mitch socks, you know, just starting that small, mm-hmm. leading all the way up to, you know, now, okay, do you want, so, so I've always tried to give them the autonomy, you know, to make their own decisions. And so I continue on with the conversation. I say, look, you know, when you get older, when you're old enough to truly understand the ramifications, you know, you can take a look at the research, you can take a look at the studies. You can watch the movie Concussion, you know, intelligently and 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 take from him, look at the different studies. And then, you know, in high school, if you do decide that you still want to play. Yeah you know, I will respect that. But while I'm still responsible for making the decisions and the choices for you, we're going to take a look at other options. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of other options out there. Um, And so far, he's respected that. But I will also say it has definitely played in my favor that the countries we've lived in and that we'll continue to live in, fingers crossed, they don't have football. So... Oh, really? No. mm -mm, No. No. And I mean, that wasn't intentional, Marissa. That was not intentional. You know, I just kind of happened that way. Um, no. Mexico, girl, no. And DR, no. You know, baseball is huge in DR. And then mm-hmm. soccer is a close second yeah, um, in DR. Mm-hmm. And then, so those were the two that he partook in. And then, um, and I have to tell you a cute story. So when we were in DR, he would have early morning baseball practice. And this mm-hmm. is just another thing that I absolutely love, culturally speaking. Well, where We were at, we were in a small town um, and we lived in I don't know how my, what the miles are, maybe like a mile away from where he, they would practice early in the morning. Right. And so every Saturday morning um, they'd I practice and um, a moto, because I, I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures, but the moto, which is like a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. One of our, our motos, a guy that we use on a regular basis, we're just going around the corner. He will come and get Bailey in the morning um, with his baseball stuff. You know, seven seven o'clock in the morning, he would come and get him with his baseball stuff, and he would take Bailey to 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 baseball practice every Saturday morning. You know, that's not something that would happen here ever. Yeah. You know, in, in the states, like, and that's just you know, he he'd say, "Mom, did you call my model? Did you call Michelle?" Yes, babe, he's on his way. He's on his way. You know, and then me and Lila would go to the practice or the game a little bit later in the day, and those are the memories um, and the life that you know never will never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so no, and then Columbia is where we hope to be next And our no, girl football. Well, American football ain't over there either. <laughs> right. <laughs> sorry, but not really sorry, but right. kind sorry. You know, and
0: I don't, I don't blame you either because it is so funny. Not haha funny, but you know, kind of interesting um you and I had spoken you had sent me a video and I com- completely forgot about the episode of when Chris Carter was on first things first with on Ooh. FS1 when he was there with Nick Carter um yeah. and he was talking about and I think this was right around the the death of Aaron Hernandez, Hernandez. Yeah. and um I was not familiar myself I was not familiar with CTE until like the early early like don't like the late 80s early 90s when I was hearing uh uh, conversations about it, it was whispers it wasn't you know yeah. as it is now it was whispers yeah. of it in the first case that I heard it was Jim McMahon who was the quarterback great yeah. for the Chicago Bears Yeah, and I'm yeah. going okay What what is what you mean CTE what is I this? mean he had a helmet yeah. on how did you know his brain yeah. shift that's impossible and, yeah. and so forth yeah. and so when you had sent me that video it was just a sheer reminder of the growing list like I looked up after you sent me that and after I saw the video, Bree, the growing list of players yeah. that are no longer living or the ones that are, you know, retired and saw their name on that list. And I couldn't believe um, how big that list is of those that are going through different kind of elements that are connected with CTE. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Junior Seau is the one that I will never Oof. forget in my head of yeah. unfortunate, yes. you know, him, unfortunate path of what he took. And taking his own life and uh yeah it, it, it's it's a it's a big thing that that needs that conversation needs to be continued to discuss yeah. and so yeah. uh, when I was watching that when you sent that to me uh I heard Chris he did say he was conflicted because on one end he was devastated yeah. for the fact that Aaron Hernandez's brain was well, well into the massive, huge stages of CTE. He talked about the friends that he lost uh, that was connected to, he talked about Junior Seau. But on the flip side of it, he talked about football brought me through (sighs) a lot and it brought me to monetary success. And it brought me to uh, the show that he was on, he's no longer on there now. Uh, And he said he had no professional journalism and everything else. So he was giving pros and he was giving cons. And, and, and the, I watched it twice when okay. you sent it to me. I watched it twice. So now total three times. And I think my takeaway from it was, and, and, and this is where I, I want you to answer it, because when I was recording an episode and that the announcement came through that football was going to be resumed, and I was excited about college football and what it was going to be resumed, and then you know the path that it was, the Big Ten was, and it wasn't, and now it is. Mm-hmm starting tonight Mm -hmm. and you're going to this weekend you had put a post on there on on the Facebook page saying yeah but you know what all this stuff that's going on and COVID and everything else we got to make sure that we keep our players safe and everything else and the part of me was like Marie they're going to be fine what are you Mm -hmm. talking about don't don't steal my thunder right now because I'm Mm -hmm. missing real Mm -hmm. sports you know and all these Mm -hmm. sports bands and everything else and I tell you what girl that I was almost done recording my episode. I didn't get back to finishing my episode for at least six days, because I let that simmer, what you were trying to say. Uh, and your mom, um, did I just absolutely appreciate her, her brutal, brutish you know, just being yeah. up front and just telling it like it is. Like, you both of you all made such valid points about, uh, you know, the safety of the players, whether it be college or whether it be pro. So when Chris Mm -hmm. was sitting there talking about, you know, this is, you know, the ramifications of what football unfortunately brings, but football basically saved my life. It brought me this, it brought me that and everything else. So my question to you is when Bailey gets to that age and you had said it a little bit uh, in your previous comment, when he gets to that age, he's like, okay, mom, this is the path that I wanna take. This is what I wanna go. This is what I want to, I want to play high school football and everything else of that nature and so forth. And, and then he, he says, you know, I know what the risks are gonna be, mm-hmm. but this is what I hope it's gonna do for me in the future and everything mm-hmm. else. What do you think of as a mom? You know, when he comes to you, because I know in your, your heart of hearts, you, I mean, he's eight now and you're like, okay, he's cool. He's got surfing, he's got baseball, he's got soccer, mm-hmm. he's got this. Yeah. But then when he hits 14, 15, 16, he's gonna be like, this is what I wanna do mom, this and this, and he gives you all the reasons why and everything else. How do you prepare for that as a mom? when he approaches you it says you know those things to you that he's ready to 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 play and and all that i mean i mean that's got to sit and marinate in the back of your head especially everything that you have like watched and viewed and, yeah. and you know that video that you sent me and everything else how how does that as a mom uh, prepare you for what could happen if he shifts his mind that way
1: so a couple things. Um, I've always, my attitude towards parenting them is always to teach them and raise them and give them the experiences and the tools to be able to make the decisions that are best for them and those around them, right? Like, I feel like that is my primary responsibility as their parent, not to turn them into a doctor, not to turn them into an engineer, you know, not to turn them into a professional football player, but to truly instill in them the values, the integrity, you know, and then the decision-making ability to be able to make the decisions that are best for them and those around them. And then to be me, to be able to have faith in the job that I've done to be able to step back and okay, say, you know what, now it's your life. Now you do whatever you, I've, I've taught you. Now you go do whatever you feel is best for you. And I wouldn't take that from him um, if that's what he wanted to do. You know, I would respect his decision. And I would also respect the job that I've done as a mother that I've raised him well enough to be able to decide what's best for him. Hmm. So that's, that's that. And I, and I'd be okay with it. You know, I mean, I would, I would be okay with it. And I think what's the guy's name. I told you my sports knowledge is a little bit rusty at the moment. Um, Steve, he has a show. He talks about, um, damn, what's his name? It used to be with Shannon Sharp. Skip. Skip. What's his name? Skip Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. He, he taught him. And then there's one other guy, I can't remember his name, but they talk about how the research has been shown that if they, if the kids don't start until high school, they'll have less hits than Mm -hmm. if they started in Pop Warner, for example, my ex-husband or my stepson, you know, Mm -hmm. where they lived and breathed football since they were five, Mm -hmm. you know, like the impact on their brain is gonna be significantly different than the impact on say Bailey's brain if he starts playing at 15, right? Mm-hmm. So that I find a little bit of peace. I find a little bit of peace in that. Yeah. So that's that. And then the second part to that is I hope and I pray that the life experiences that we have as a family between now and the time, it's time for Bailey to make that decision. I hope, selfishly, mm-hmm. I hope that he's had enough experiences in life where football is not the end all be all. Right that he understands, appreciates and respects other facets of life, um, as well as the knowledge and the research where he's like, I like it, I love it. You know, but, you you know, so that's my hope. That's my selfish hope. But again, I will not be at all surprised if he decides to play and I won't be surprised if he's good. I I won't be surprised if he can go wherever he wants to go. Yeah, I think the
0: the cool thing that you're doing though and you continue to do and what you already done is that you've opened your kid's eyes to so many different yeah. options it, yeah. and, the, and the cultures and just it's not confined into one space, if you understand what I'm yeah. saying. It's, it's, absolutely you know, they open a door and they see through their little eyes, a broad perspective yes. of opportunity. Yeah. And there's yeah. no age limit put on them uh, yeah. when, when they, you know, it's not just a beach or not just a palm tree or, you know, whatever it's like, oh, okay mom is showing me that you know anything that I dream of that I can think of is possible and I can go out there and achieve it and 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 make it happen and I think that is just so amazing what you're doing and I also applaud you because like I said in the beginning you are a phenomenal businesswoman, and I'm excited about the path that you are doing because girl when you sent me your information it was <laughs> speaking my language, ah! when you was talking about coffee. Yes, Whoa, I'm glad I am to hear so that. excited about what you are doing with this because I was reading the notes and then I was like, "Hold up, she has a coffee business now." Yeah. And yeah. so, please tell the listeners about your uh, new ventures that you are doing and how you got uh, started uh, with coffee.
1: Yeah, it's okay. In it. So I'm excited about this. This is definitely a passion project for me, and I have been dragging my feet and I've been procrastinating on it because I've been afraid to step out and do something different, right? Because, like you I said, cry, I've had sister. multiple business. I yes, cry. and for you too yes. with the podcast, <laughs> yes. right? And that's what the the, the virus and has done for me as well. So I, that what mm-hmm. you said at the beginning of the podcast really resonated with me as well, because it's also forced me to kind of walk that same path. And so I've been procrastinating on it and finding, I think I've started two other businesses before finally surrendering to going ahead and doing this, um, just because of the fear, because it's different, it's new, you know? And so, but anyway, what it is, it is definitely my passion project. And this is also new for me. I've never started a business that I have truly, been passionate about, like I am, I I used to be passionate about making money. I'm less passionate about making money now Mm -hmm. than I used to be. Now Mm -hmm. it's a necessity and I just want to travel and live my best life and do whatever the hell I want to do. But obviously I need money to do that. Right. Whereas when I was a little bit younger, I just wanted to make as much money as I could. And you know, that starting businesses and you know, entrepreneurship is how I did it. So I've shifted a little bit, but anyway, my coffee, Brisa's coffee company is Um, I'm working with Dominican farmers in the Dominican Republic to import to the United States Dominican coffee. And the Dominican Republic has amazingly delicious coffee. They're not known for their coffee, primarily because the majority of the coffee farms in DR are very small. And so it's very difficult to get the large amounts of beans that the larger roasters or even the smaller roasters need, mm-hmm. um, but you know the small. Like for example, I always joke like fifty percent of the citizens in DR, somebody in their family has a little small coffee farm. Somebody right. you know, <laughs> might only be might only be a plot, you know, might only be a half acre, might even right. quarter acre. But fifty percent of the citizens know somebody who has, you know, a, a coffee farm.
0: Right.
1: And that's my language because, like I told you before, when we really kind of started immersing ourselves in the, the local culture there that's what i love and so my vision is that i will work with um because another thing is a lot of people don't know a lot of the coffee production in dr is done by women by single women single mothers a lot a lot of people don't know you know you have a vision of a you know a male farmer you know working the land but in actuality in dr a lot of the farms the majority of the coffee production is done by single mothers And so, yes, isn't that so interesting? And so my vision, it is my vision is to work with those women with those single mothers, you know, and and export work directly with them and export their coffee from there to here to my future tribe, you know, which will also ideally be women, um, you know, just empowering Women to do what we do, you know, and and Dr has done so much for me. That's like a whole nother story. But Dr has done so much for me personally and spiritually that this is just one way that I want to honor the country and give back to the country. Because, um, like I mentioned to you, the example of going to the bathroom in my kid's friend's house, you know, things that we take for granted here in the United States, mm-hmm. um, they don't have a lot. Of, the average family there, the average um, household there doesn't have you know and so by me working directly with these farmers because there's tons of coffee everywhere people are importing amazing coffee from all over the world you know I can go get the coffee now from a broker in New York or Florida or California simply you know snap my finger get it you know what I mean but the, the things that I'm having to go through to get the coffee from DR here you know it's more than double the price but it's also double the impact You know what I mean? Because the lives that we will be able to change and affect positively immediately, Mm -hmm. um, just really gets me going. And so that I'm really excited about.
0: I love, love that, that you shared that, 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 that last part of it, because I'm now more of a person that will put my investment, my time, my money into a product that makes an impact. Uh, that gives the community, that does something for the world in a positive way. I was that person where it was about stuff and necessity, and I had to have the latest and greatest and everything else. Now is okay, if I buy this water, what are they doing for this particular country? If I buy this pair of pants, what are they doing for a, you know, a shelter or, you know, a place where people need clothing? If I buy this laptop, are they setting up networks to talk to people about how to apply for jobs and how to do yeah. interviews and, and things like that there so I, I think it's absolutely amazing what you're doing with that and tell people that coffee all coffee does not taste the same please no people
1: no because I'll get people
0: that say you can get you can get coffee anywhere you can get this you can get that I'm yeah. a coffee snob Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. You're you, you my avatar. You're Perfect. my avatar. You You're my ideal customer. <laughs> Girl, you can't
0: tell me the, the, the way that the beans are roasted and they're processed and the flavor yeah. and yeah. all of that. Girl, you cannot tell me what coffee no. is coffee is coffee is coffee. I will slam the no. door in your face. Have a good day. Okay. Do not. Okay.
1: Mm-mm. But that's like, that's like our grandparents. Like that's like our grandparents and our, you know, like Dad, no, really, it's not the same. But okay, if if you you know, no, it's absolutely not the same. I mean, from where the beans are from, how Mm -hmm. they're grown, how they're harvested, you know, how they're roasted, how they're packaged, how long have they been in the package, you know, that Folgers coffee might have been on the Sam's um, aisle for six months. Mm -hmm. It ain't the same.
0: Right. It ain't
1: the same, people. It's not the same. It is not the
0: same. And some of the coffees that people are just so stuck to and everything else that leave that horrible aftertaste, that is not good coffee. Yes.
1: That's not gentlemen. the life. Let us introduce you to something better, please.
0: That is doing and making a better impact in the world. Yes, so absolutely.
1: Your that business, when
0: does it launch? When can people buy
1: okay so I'm working on all that I'm 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 working I'm working on all that I was just talking to another friend um you know where it's like people say Brie you're so fearless oh my god you just go and you do this and you're so fearless and it's like no I don't know if it's Brene Brown it's Brene Brown she said there's a difference between being fearless oh girl can we just have a moment of silence for her and her work (laughs) (laughs) yeah she changed my life I mean, her books and her TED talk like really changed the the trajectory of my life.
0: People, you know I tell You You
1: need to look her up, Google her, and go Google Google her. Go watch the TED talk. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, that TED talk single handedly changed the trajectory of my life. Yes, straight up, 100. Um, but she says, you know, there's a different. I'm pretty sure it was her. There's a different. The difference between fearlessness and being brave Mm -hmm. is being brave is. You're, you do it, you march forward in the presence of the fear. Mm-hmm. Fearless gives the illusion that there's no fear, which is a fallacy a fantasy, right? right? But being brave is you you still marching forward in, in the face of the fear. So currently this passion project is me being brave, right? Like I am taking the brave steps to do what it takes to get this business off the ground. Um. So my hope is that, I'm right now in the negotiations with purchasing our first couple of King Towels of coffee. Um, I actually go back to DR the first of next month. And so I'm hoping that we will launch by Christmas. I want to have some very nice Christmas gift boxes available. Um, So that's my goal. I'll be sending you one, girl. I will be sending you one. (laughs) I'm excited. So that's the goal. Yeah, so that's the goal. Yeah. I, I'm excited too. It's something completely different, something completely new, but there's definitely power and momentum in, in, um, what is my guy in the 5am club book? Um, using your joy as your GPS, right? Like there's oh, definitely power in that. Yeah. There's definitely, definitely power in that. Um, so yeah. So hopefully
0: Christmas. I love it. Oh my goodness. I'm absolutely excited for you. And it's journey Thank that you. you're going to take. And you are, you know, daring greatly to to make this launch of this, this coffee, not just only a cup of coffee, but what is attached to the cup of coffee and what you're doing for these, these phenomenal women, um, that are are attached to it. Before I let you go, because I could talk to you forever.
1: I know, uh, right?
0: (laughs) And you probably already answered this. And I always ask uh, my guests uh, this question, but Mm -hmm. this is probably, you probably already answered it, but if there's something else, what is it before this year ends, before 2020 ends? Because people have already written off 2020. We've gone through a lot, this pandemic and what has unfortunately done to a lot of souls that are no longer with us. And uh, those that have uh, going through COVID and have recovered from COVID. Um, mm. what is it that you want to accomplish before the year ends?
1: Before the year ends, um, mm. business wise, mm. I want to launch my coffee. I want to have all the social media and the website and everything live, um, and be taking orders. So that, and it's interesting that you said that so many people have written off 2020, like it's easy to do that. Really? It's easy to do that. Like, can it be over and can we move on? Mm. You know, um, but I think that there's still a lot of work to be done and that can be done. Um, so business-wise, it is definitely launching Brisa's Coffee Company. Um, and personally, I think, um, shout out for the book 5am Club. I don't know if you've read it or heard of it. I have it not. Out. I
0: will your check it out.
1: Yes, have your listeners check it out to the 5am Club. That has been hugely beneficial. And so I think um, getting back on that and just in short, it's, Waking up at 5 a.m. or as early as you can and dedicating the first um, 60 minutes to you and being great. So 20 minutes of um, exercise, 20 minutes of reflection, whether that's meditation, prayer, whatever, the journaling, whatever that means for you. And then 20 minutes of learning. So whether it's an educational podcast, reading a book. So it's called the 20, 20, 20. And so me and some of my girlfriends have committed to doing that every morning. Um, And since I came back to Florida, I have been slacking, Um, I'm hit or miss. And so I would like to get back on every day, 5 a.m. back on that routine. And instead of waiting until the new year to put that back in place, I would like to take advantage of these last couple of months of 2020 and set myself up to launch into 2021 strong instead of just starting out of the blocks.
0: I like that. That's perfect. That is a perfect way to end it. Bree. Thank, thank you. Thank you for the person you are, for the person you. you're becoming for the amazing example that I believe not only for your children, but for so many that will listen to this podcast and I hope that they get a jump start on their goals and their dreams. Yeah. And if they are yeah. somewhere doing what they are supposed to be doing, that they can expand on that and, yeah. and, and make a positive impact. Because as you said, you know, many people have written off 2020, but yeah. there's so much that can be accomplished and can be done with this year almost yeah. coming to a close that people just need to get busy and, and shift their focus and, yeah. and realize, okay, I want to end this, year on a great note. I'm still on this planet to do something impactful and wonderful. Yeah. What can I do to make that happen? Absolutely. So, you know, I hope that they yes. take that away from uh, the podcast today. So thank you so much for coming on. I truly do Absolutely. appreciate it. Uh, and listeners, I appreciate you tuning in as well. And as I always say at the end of my broadcast, be well, take care and stay safe follow heard that with marisa tigney on social media on facebook heard that marisa five on instagram and at lovely marisa t on twitter thank you for your continued support